Good day, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We've got a corporate update now from Fireweed Zinc. Fireweed trades on the TSX Venture with FWZ and also on the OTCQB with FWEDF. Happy to welcome in our friend Brandon McDonald, CEO of the company. Brandon, this is a follow-up conversation on the news out of the company today. You, uh, you're taking a step outside of McMillan Pass and the Yukon actually going into the Northwest Territories as you staked a new project called the Gaina River Zinc Project. Uh, this is a historic project, a pretty good size project, I might add, previously uh, being explored by the likes of Rio Tinto. Uh, before we kind of can jump into the technicals of what we know about the project, let's talk about why this acquisition now. Why, you know, give us a sense of the timing. Um, you know, I, we could have done it a bit earlier, but not a lot earlier. Um, you know, Gaina River was was originally owned by Rio Tinto. They did you know thirty thousand meters of drilling on it almost, and then was held by Eagle Plains for a long time. They owned quite a bit of ground in the Mackenzie Mountains. They're looking for Mississippi Valley style you know zinc lead deposits. Um, then they got they dropped it, and it wasn't until two thousand eighteen uh, there was a paper published um, by Liz Turner and and uh, others, and um, it highlighted. The similarities between the Gaina River geology and Kapushi. Kapushi is um, Ivanhoe's zinc mine in DRC, which has the famous big zinc zone, which is uh, something like 10 million tons of 40% zinc or something like it's ri- it's ridiculous. Um, so you know, uh, they this paper highlighted that hey, there's two places in the world, literally only two places in the world, you see these neoproterozoic reefs. And that is in that part of NWT and that part of DRC. And um, the geology, the formation of Kapushi was thought to be this fault, but it's not. It's, it's like this other thing that, that's too geological for me that, that our <laughs> chief geo will get into in our webinar. But, but point basically like, hey, this actually the same thing, these, these reef fronts exist at um, Gaina River too. And it was not anything that Rio Tinto targeted when they were drilling here, it's not something they considered. They had no particular way to vector on that. Like, you know, they didn't have the, the advanced gravity surveys we have now to look for these dense bodies. And so they just drilled on a grid. And they drilled on this grid and and um, could easily, very easily have missed something the size of a Kabushi. So that's a long-winded answer of saying why now, but it was because it wasn't until 2018 that paper came out. And our chief geo had just said like, you know, nobody's staking this. like. Somebody needs to stake it. It's going to cost forty grand to stake, so we should just just take it. You know, even if we don't plan to do any work on it, it's super interesting. We should own it. And so, you know, that's a bit of convincing because it is. You know, we talk about McMillan Pass being remote. Gannon River's remote. <laughs> like right. there's no there's no right. road, right? It's like McMillan Pass but without a road. So um, took a bit of convincing, but we ended up deciding like, look, we got twenty million bucks in the bank, taking a forty grand flyer on this super interesting, super super interesting project. Seem to be a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you've got it staked. It's yours. That's great. You know, do you prepare any sort of work on the project here this summer? Or are you just kind of going to wait and see how maybe the market turns? Or, or you know, give us a sense of what you're planning to do with this in the midterm. Yeah, I I think we will do something on it this summer. The the extent of that something maybe down to just some mapping set up a fly mm-hmm. camp there set 
Dr. Jack Luce to, <laughs> to, to, to map to his heart's content. Uh, I think the more likely outcome is that we do a low-cost ground gravity survey, you know, a couple of weeks of guys walking around with gravimeters and uh, taking some readings, which might allow us to find one of these hidden deposits. Um, that's the most likely outcome. I, no drilling this year planned right. or, or intended at all. We, we were really, and I, and I want to make this clear to everyone, we are still very, very laser focused on McMillan Pass. And, and this is a like, hey, let's put it in our back pocket and do a tiny bit of work on it. And, um, you know, maybe ramp up next year, maybe, you know, depending on the market. Yeah, very interesting. Can you talk about some of the historical data that comes with this project? I know there was quite a bit of drilling done. Uh, non-compliant uh, resource, I also believe, is what I read on the in the in the news release. But you know, from what do you know technically on the, of this project? Well, you know, we're we're grateful that NWT, like Yukon, requires people to file assessment reports. So there's a lot of these old reports that are, are reports written by Rio Tinto on the work they did, you know, because you needed to file these in order to get your credits and keep the ground. Um, so, you know, the problem is just having access to assessment reports is there's a lot of digitization of soils required to kind of get it into a modern GIS system and digitization of the, the drill logs to, to get a sense of it. Um, hoping that between... Uh, you know, Rio Tinto, Eagle Plains, and Tech had a JV in this area too. Someone has some data kicking around and is willing to throw it to us. Uh, we don't know. It's not a given. It's not a given that they still have it or they will, they'll share it. Um, so you do kind of have to, you know, start a, not from scratch. Uh, it's not the robust, it's not quite the data set we had when we picked up Tom and Jason, um, but it's not bad. We're not totally blind. You know, and, and, the resources, they, they, you know, had this uh, reserve, they called it back in the day. And, and look, I need to give the obligatory disclaimers here. This is not modern. This is historical. It does not meet the modern criteria. Um, but they kind of had a couple zones that I think they totaled uh, up to two and a half million tons at about 5% zinc plus lead. Mm-hmm. And then they had an expiration target that, you know, we interpret it as an expiration target. And now that is a thing under 43101. You can you can define an expiration target as a range of tons and grades. Um, so, you know, we look at this being as an expiration target 30 to 50 million tons at about 4.5 to, to 5% zinc plus lead. Um, so that's not a resource. And, and, you know, I would be very wary if I was an investor of companies that quote these historic expiration targets as metal endowment, because they're right. not. They're they're a you know just because Rio Tinto says it's 50 million tons potential doesn't mean that that's there. So um, you know, but we're not looking for 50 million tons of four and a half percent. That would be a tough sell at this part in the world. Um, right. You know, so what we're really looking for is one of these core zones. Um, the, the, the guts of the system where you get something that's like a Kapushi, you know, because if, if you get anything like a Kapushi, and even in the, the same ballpark and not even necessarily the same part of the ballpark as a Kapushi, then, then you could probably justify something there. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's basically what we're looking at is, you know, what they defined is like, ah, it's interesting. Uh, if that was right next to Mac Pass, mm, yeah, you could bolt that on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but out there, it's not enough to, st- to stand alone. Um, okay. So we, we got we got work to do. 
Yeah. All right. So the story will continue uh, with Gaina River. So that would be interesting to watch. You did mention you got $20 million in the bank after a big financing and also coming in uh, tech resources coming in as a yeah. strategic investor. Uh, Brandon, this market, 20 million bucks has never tasted so fine. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> like we 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 timed that perfectly. Um, so, it, and you know, the same thing happened in December. We took down five million of flow through in December, and the tax loss selling, I swear, started the next day, and right. it didn't matter. We closed it. Um, this one, you know, we we opened it. It's it's fish. It's unofficially closed, even though we all have the, all the subs in and all the money basically, and it, we're waiting on a PIF form. If you know what a PIF form is for someone to become an insider. That's, sure. that's it. You know, I bear a capitals becoming an insider. So we're waiting on the last of that, and then we close it. But there's no, there's no jeopardy of it, you know, not closing. Um, but um, yeah, I tell you what, I, you know, I, you know, we were talking about this, contrasting this to 2020, where the the bottom fell out of the market, and I had no money, and I right. was like, what do we, do? you know, I, I'm thinking about laying everyone off. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about how do we keep the property. You know, this time it's like, hey, you know what, we got. 18 to 24 months of of runway here uh we got a big program this summer i think there's going to be a big bounce we are extremely well positioned uh very happy we did that financing when we did it yeah i mean the money is great but i guess my follow-up question is how aggressive do you go you know given the status of the market right now i mean i also expect a bounce i don't know how much lower we can go here brandon but you know i i've been surprised before so not saying my thesis is set in stone but you you do have to be careful how how aggressive do you go at mcmillan pass with the money you have now well look the flow through kind of has to get spent if not this year it has to get spent next year right so we could save some flow through i don't know to what end that helps us really the hard dollars though point taken the 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 big use of hard dollars starts at the end of the year as we get into the um um, resource update and then the the engineering study and um, if the market has not recovered or god forbid has gotten worse and way worse maybe you evaluate whether that you can just put the brakes on that um, and I don't want to give anyone this sense that fireweed is is canceling our resource update in PA we're not it's 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 business as usual but I have to be smart right like right. Do I want to go full speed into oblivion here, release a resource update into an unreceptive you know, market, release a PEA into a market that just wants a liquidity event, um, and run out of money <laughs> you know, at the same time? No, I probably don't want to do that. So, so we're having to be think about it. You know, There's been no internal discussions yet. I might see how many expenses we can push to next year mm-hmm. to, to just kind of see like, okay, what can I delay just to kind of watch the market a bit? Um, and that's, look, that's part of what my job is, being a good steward of capital, right? Not just like, this is my use of funds. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it, you know, the hell with the market. It's like, well, yeah, that's how you end up with like 800 million shares out, right? So right. Um, we're, we're trying to be sensible. All right. Um, you and I are actually going to probably chat next week while I'm in Vancouver for the Resource Investment Conference. So we'll keep this a little bit shorter because obviously we'll have more to talk about next week, Brandon. But, um, you know, I do want to get one last question in for you because, listen, you've known 
great times and you've known tough times as managing an exploration company here. Uh, with the what we're seeing in the market now, what advice would you give other young CEOs in the exploration industry and how to kind of make sure you are, you know, efficiently managing your capital but continuing to move projects forward right now? Well, I'd pass on some wisdom, and I, and I don't remember who uh, gave it to me. It might have been our chair, John Robbins. It might have been Rob McLeod. It might have been Eric Coffin. But it was... It was uh, the market tells you how fast to go, um, and and trying to go fast when the market's telling you to go slow, because uh, there's always this pressure of like I want this developed, I want this as fast as possible. You know, investors want this de- you know exploration project to be development project, this development project to be a mine, and it's like yeah, but you push at the wrong time, and there's nothing left for shareholders because you've blown yourself up. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's that expression, the hardest thing to do is nothing. And, and that was a decision we were faced in 2020, right? Like we raised a million bucks at 30 cents and it was, the plan was to do nothing. And then there was a very sharp bounce there. We raised a bunch, I think at 60 and then some more at 70 or something like that. Uh, And we had a drill program that year because the market told us like, no, okay, we want you to have a drill program. Um, but, but, you know, what if there was another three million bucks on the table at 30 cents, should I have taken it to have done a drill program? I mean, with hindsight, obviously no. But even with foresight at the time, no, right? Like, no, that's not the right move. You don't fund drill programs with all-time lows and five-year warrants. Right. Um, you know, so um, that's, that's, that's the advice. Is, and, and it's an advice to investors as well, is that if you believe in these companies... You know, your horizon might be three months. You're looking for the drill program and the pop, but you know you're one small investor, and there's a lot of shareholders, and a lot have much longer horizons. And trying to cajole management into doing drill programs when it's a bad idea because you want that quick buzz so you can get off your shares, it's wasting your time. You know, like they're gonna tell you to piss off as they should. Uh, Brandon, now you should go piss off. I'll see you I next will. <laughs> see you next week, man. <laughs> I'll see you next week. That's Brandon McDonald, Fireweed Zinc. Again, trading on the TSX Venture with FWZ and on the OTC QB with FWEDF. I'm also a shareholder of the company. And we'll be back here momentarily with more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.